where are you at the moment, Bart? Right now I'm at a wild camping in western Greece. Awesome. What part of Greece is that? Peloponnesus. Uh, okay. Yeah, mainland Greece. Uh, and every year in the summer, yeah, we, we divide our time between, we're not traveling, Amsterdam, Netherlands and uh, Athens, Greece. And summers in Athens get terribly hot for the last four or five years now. We've escaped to yeah to western greece there's an amazing spot here where we can yeah park our little van under the trees and work solar panel uh wi-fi it's amazing we're looking forward to it uh, all year actually <laughs> and now we're here is that the way you travel most of the year in the camper van or just when you're in greece oh. No, no, when we're in Greece. So we have it uh, We have it here in Greece. And we also sometimes use it to travel. Uh, actually, we have been traveling quite a lot with the camper right. van. Always yeah. wild camping. It's uh, like a stealth camping van. You don't see uh, that we're inside there. Yeah, I did it for about four months in New Zealand years and years ago. In a car, actually, one of these station wagon cars. So I slept in the back and the curtains on the windows. And then yeah. years later, I had an actual van, like a Mitsubishi long wheelbase quite a long van with a bed in the back and honestly just the best times so i can imagine you're having a great experience fantastic way to travel around you've got your accommodation and your transport and all your yeah. stuff's in there and you got every, you can carry more than you want to carry even and it's just there's a lot of advantages to it put it that way tricky with the air conditioning if it gets hot <laughs> yes but it's uh, all now in the car with the air conditioning on if you're camped up somewhere and you can plug in, you can, you know, figure something out in that respect. But uh, I suppose nothing's perfect. Now, that, we have solar, solar panels. Uh, so we have, our, we have our office with us. So we can work anywhere. That's awesome. really amazing. You got guaranteed sunshine most of the time in summer anyway. So I guess uh, you're able to run everything pretty well. Absolutely. Now, altogether, we've been here this place four months, maybe four or five months. We had one day of, uh, or not one day, maybe one hour of, uh, of rain. It's guaranteed uh, sunshine here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you um, using the van pre-pandemic or is this something that you got into because of the pandemic to make it easier to travel? Yeah, I know it's it's taken off traveling yeah. by van. Yes, yeah, certainly uh, has. Hashtag van life, right? Uh, yeah. But we have been doing this for four years now, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Every, every weekend we go out, actually camp somewhere yeah. and you've been running the business from there for four years yes so we have an apartment in amsterdam and uh, in yep. athens so yep. basically we're we're running spotted by locals from wherever we are pre-pandemic this was six months of uh, traveling to meet our bloggers where, wherever yep. they live also in the winter we escaped to a warmer place rest we're in uh, athens and uh, amsterdam you might as well give me the 60 second pitch for well for the listeners for spotted by locals well basically we're a network of bloggers who write about their favorite spots in their city 81 cities at the moment in north america europe and the middle east we write about spots that aren't in the tourist uh, guides and about cities that are less than touristy, emerging destinations in the, the last uh, three years only. And we publish this the blogs and, uh, and apps. It's a good position for you to be in right now with the change after the pandemic or well, whenever post pandemic happens that we have um, 
there's more interest in the lesser known destinations. Have you seen, the, I won't say benefits, but have you seen an uptick in, in the interest in that since the problems of the last couple of years? Yes, we see the change. Yeah, of course, it, it's also logical because we are only expanding to emerging destinations. So mm. obviously we have more traffic there than we did uh, than we did before. And now we see a lot of attention and it's a lot of fun and just much more rewarding to uh, to work with bloggers in these cities and to help local entrepreneurs there. We also think uh, that it is the future, the emerging destinations over tourism. It's been a buzzword for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, are really looking to finally, I, I would say, go do something else. And the pandemic has, has helped in that way. I think people want to ex experience less crowded places. I'm happy we made that choice. The Emerging Destinations Award, I think it was set up by Nate Hake of Travel Emming. Yeah, I, uh, I listened to the podcast. I, uh, I learned about it via your podcast, uh, actually. Right. So I, saw, yeah. I saw the list. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm. So some destinations we'd uh, definitely like to expand to as well. Yeah, there's a bit of crossover there. And you mainly deal with cities rather than entire countries, right? Yes. I suppose you have, to, you have to pick something, I guess. Uh, some of the cities, like for example, are quite what I'd call mainstream, like Rome. You're taking the typical Rome experience and looking for the less touristy parts of it. Is that how the bloggers look at a city like Rome, for example? Yes. Well, maybe a bit of background information. We started in 2008 already. Mm -hmm. uh, and at that moment, talking about less touristy places, talking about over-tourism. This is something yeah. that was totally new back then. So yeah. back then we focused on the bigger cities. So you'll see all the touristy cities uh, in Europe and North America there. And we try to highlight the less visited neighborhoods in uh, in cities and, and yeah. spots where the, where you can actually still find locals. In the last yeah. years, we've only expanded to uh, emerging destinations. In the beginning, uh, we didn't. We've been thinking about ditching all these uh, touristy cities, but uh, yeah, we, we just can't afford it basically. And we think we're doing something uh, something good there too by spreading tourism around the city. There's plenty of places in Rome, Edinburgh, Dublin, Amsterdam that tourists don't go to. And if you can help people get there, yeah, you're just spreading it out. And of course, you're bringing some tourist dollars to parts of the city that are also excellent. I mean, they're the places I look for. I might walk around the, the touristy areas, but then I'm down for a wander to see where I end up. And usually the most interesting parts are just off the tourist guide or map or, or whatever. I see you've got uh, some cool cities like Yerevan and you've got one of my favorites, Tbilisi, and you've got Tashkent. And yes. what else have we got here? Ljubljana and Chisinau. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chisinau is the capital of Moldova, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Have you been there? Yes, we've been to all those cities except oh, for you've been Tashkent. Except yeah. okay. Yeah, Tashkent is a place I really want to visit actually. And Chisinau because because it's apparently quite strange and it would be quirky. How did you find it there? Really nice, really nice. It's a right. really pleasant pleasant city. Maybe you've seen the bold and bankrupt YouTube uh, video about Chisinau. I have actually. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very famous, yeah. <laughs> and the way he talks about this, I I love this guy, but uh, the way he talks about Kishnau is, yeah, it doesn't do it justice. I think no. it's it's just uh, it's a pretty lovely city actually, with low low rise buildings, really friendly locals, and a lot of 
a lot of problems, definitely everywhere. But it's a charming, it's a charming place. I really try to promote it among my friends. I guess most people don't even know where Moldova is, never mind the capital city. Apart yeah. from the people that follow Bald and Bankrupt, and he's got a huge following. But I, yeah. I can imagine the Moldovan tourist board weren't very happy with that video. He should go back and do it again because he seems quite open and he, you know, he speaks the language. Well, he speaks Russian anyway. So he did, he, get, he, me, he did get me interested in visiting Kishnau. I don't know, maybe the tourist board can be grateful anyway. <laughs> that's that's true. It's, uh, it's positive. Well, in some cases, you know, any news is good news, and it puts yes. puts it on the map in some some respects. Even good positive tourism doesn't always work. I, I think uh, you know Gary Arndt. He's one of the biggest travel bloggers. Uh, I've heard him a couple of times talking about how um, the Kardashians visited Armenia because that's their heritage and. Yes. You know, the Armenian tourist board were expecting an influx of influencer followers or something. But actually that year, the tourist numbers dropped. So, yeah, the people that follow Kim Kardashian probably don't even travel, don't care about anything else except what makeup she's wearing. I'm generalizing here, but I don't think they're culture vultures, put it that way. I've heard him mention that a couple of times. Always made me laugh. That's Uh, funny. How does bought by locals make money for you or for the bloggers if they they're paid i'm not really sure about that but get what what can you share with me on on how you're monetizing the site it's pretty simple uh, the the website is free for everybody all the tips are there it's a blog if you want to have the tips in an offline environment if you want a map that's offline see the spots that are nearby uh, you can get the app it's about four dollars four euros uh, per city to download a bit like always up-to-date version of all the tips and that's mainly how we want to make our money and that's going quite well but we also still have some advertisements on the on the website that we'd love to get rid of and sometimes we also do deals with companies who uh, want to use our content and to license it the customers that actually download the app and pay for it any particular countries they come from are they locals even or do, do you have that kind of data we have quite a lot of data. It's an English language uh, blog. The biggest audience is uh, US, Canada, and the UK. That's where most of our users come from. That's about uh, 60% and uh, 30% rest of Europe, 10% rest of the world. How did you grow the website? Is it an SEO driven or social media driven or word of mouth? Do you have any particular channels that work best to grow the website? I would say it's mostly word of mouth. We have uh, okay. put very little money into uh, online advertising. We've done some some experiments that went terribly wrong. <laughs> I'm afraid okay. of trying. Yeah, it's mostly wor- word of mouth and it's been growing ever since 2008, except for the last uh, one and a half years. We spent uh, attention, of course, on the technical side of the website, making it run fast, having having all the um, all the SEO standard things in place. But we don't do any editing. Like, SEO editing of articles. We have an editor who checks all the articles before they go online, but uh, SEO is not something he looks at. And we hope people on Google will find us because we have authentic, really up-to-date content in cities where there's not a lot of content. (laughs) Well, it looks like you're ranking pretty well for certain keywords like Barcelona Blogger and Torino Restaurants. That's, That's a fairly big one. If you're already ranking for these keywords like Harlem Chocolate Factory, which is probably pretty big, 
then I'd say you're doing really well with these more obscure cities like like Chisinau and and uh, Tbilisi. Yeah. If you've got good coverage there, you're probably doing really well. I'd imagine. Maybe interesting, but we thought these cities. Yeah, for Tashkent, there's no there's no other city guide. Basically, you can't buy a city mm. guide for for the for the city of Tashkent in Uzbekistan. Same goes for Chisinau. Thought these cities would form really well, actually compared to the touristy cities that we have get millions of visitors every year but uh, yeah. to be honest we are a bit uh, disappointed in that it seems that so few people actually visit these cities right now that it's still a very big difference between the, the bigger cities and, and small emerging very emerging destinations in terms of audience yeah well hopefully that's going to change now you know when people start traveling again and they think new york or rome and the first thing they're going to think is it's going to be packed. There's going to be loads of people there. It's going to be expensive. So maybe a certain percentage of this crowd will look for something else and try and find uh -huh. out of the way destinations. I just know that a lot of people will, will be afraid to go to a place they've never heard of or, or their friends have never been. Well, hopefully this changes in the future. They get a bit more of the attention that they deserve. Where would be your favorite cities that you've been to so far? Well, actually, we talked about a few of them uh, already, but Yerevan, Armenia is one I'm in a lot. I really loved it there. What do you uh, like about Yerevan? I, I've yet to go, but it's definitely a place I want to visit. What do you think are the attractions from um, a non-touristy point of view, let's say? Yeah, well, I'm actually very, very attracted to former Soviet Union countries, yeah. cities. Uh, I can't really explain why, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just very... Uh, <laughs> Yerevan particularly uh, yeah, has all these old Soviet Union architecture. It's dark in some places, super cheap, but it's also the history of Armenia is just amazing. These people, if you start reading about them, are inhuman almost, uh, how, they, mm. how they managed to survive and thrive. And their culture is unique. The city of Yerevan is older than Rome, uh, so it's has a lot to offer in terms of culture as well. The food is amazing. I love the people there. I'm a big fan of, uh, of Yerevan. Awesome. Anywhere else that you can recommend? Difficult questions. <laughs> if you could only go to a couple more places, but there were places you've already been, where would you go? I really like uh, Thessaloniki, the second oh, yeah. uh, city of Greece. Greece, yeah. It's totally different from, from Athens. It's very charming. The, the food is much, much better than in Athens. It's every time oh, yeah. I get confirmed when I'm in Thessaloniki. It's also close to the beaches, nightlife. I, I think it's better than in Athens too. And it has a lot of old culture that also Athens doesn't have. More Ottoman old culture, old uh, architecture, old mosques that still exist there. Yeah, it's a, it's a very friendly city. Any cities that you haven't been to yet that you're dying to get to? Oh, yeah, so many. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we expanded to Tashkent, Uzbekistan last year. And yeah, that's, that's we one. all our partners in person. So the moment we launched it, it was when the pandemic broke out. Right. So we had to, yeah, our flight was canceled. Uh, we couldn't go there. So I'm I'm dying to get there. And also to the to the capitals in, uh, in the other town. We're, we're starting with Uzbekistan, but uh, we hope to expand to, to the other uh, cities there too. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's very difficult yeah. to, to find people there who speak English, to get uh, tourist boards uh, enthusiastic for what we're doing. But yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's worth it, I think. It's fun. 
if it's not fun, then it's a job, right? You got to make it fun. How do you actually find the bloggers? Is do you have a particular method? Well, actually, we are usually in the luxury position that for most cities we have a long waiting list of, of people. Each city we have between five and eight uh, bloggers, depending on the size of the city. Yeah, most of these we just have a waiting list. So if somebody moves out of the city, we uh, exchange them with uh, with somebody else. We talk to them via Skype and hopefully meet them in person as soon as possible after that. And the cities where it's difficult to find people or where we don't have a waiting list, yes, many, many ways. Uh, we always try to talk to the tourist boards to ask them if they can help us find people or spread the word, social media, people who follow us who are from these cities. That's usually how we start. It's actually how we started Spotted by Locals. 2008, we hopped in the car. We just went to 20 cities in six months and just talked to people there, asked, asked their friends if they would be interested. They asked their friends. That's how the ball got uh, rolling. Do spotters have their own travel blogs in general? Some do. Uh, yeah. It's really our bloggers are, some are tour guides, some are travel bloggers. But I'd say this yeah. is uh, definitely the minority, maybe, uh, maybe 10, 20%. The yeah. rest are just people who love their city, like writing, want to spread the word about their city, from taxi drivers to CEOs of big companies. And how is your relationship with the tourist boards in these cities? Do they welcome this, support you? Do they ever kick back against it? What's been your experience so far with tourist boards? Many, I'd say, are positive, especially yeah. in these emerging destinations. If they actually understand what we're doing, usually they don't really understand before we actually meet them. We always try to set up a meeting. And if that happens, we explain them what they're doing. They're usually super enthusiastic. Two years ago, we went to Yerevan and we talked to the assistant minister of, of Armenia tourism. She laid out the, the red carpet for us. <laughs> and sometimes they just don't understand what we're, we're doing there. They hook us up with all the tourist highlights. They want us to uh, promote the big tourist uh, or the big tourist hotels, things mm -hmm. like that. We have to explain them that that is not what we think is uh, tourism is about for, for us. Sometimes I think we uh, have an educational role as well for emerging countries. I mean, you, you've been in it now 13 years, so that business is old school on the internet <laughs> at this stage. Is there anything you wish you'd known or done right at the start that maybe would be helping you right now? Is there anything you would change? I don't think so. We, yeah, it's actually, learning are, as you go, I guess. Yeah. Yes, but I don't know if that's good or bad, but I would say we are doing almost exactly the same we were doing 12 years ago when we started launch a blog we go there we meet spotters and we try to promote the destination the best we can we are independent spotters cannot accept any favors in return for writing about a spot we don't write about multinationals hotels things like that so the concept hasn't changed yeah the way of doing business but something we would have done otherwise to be honest i don't i don't really uh, i don't really know the last yeah. few years i'd say we should have done uh, a lot more with video and audio i think we're behind in that respect we could involve our spotters much more creating cool content moving content so we're behind behind in that on the other hand uh, that's not our core business we publish 
city guides. Mm. They have they haven't really changed. What kind of tools do you use day to day to manage and run the business? From a point of view of running a business that's remote and online, you've probably got some software and tools that are core to the business. Yeah, it's pretty simple actually. We use Skype to talk to uh, potential spotters. We do a lot of social media stuff. Post quite a lot. We use couple of different uh, types of software like like buffer to schedule posts and we use some tools to to monitor what's what's going on on social media do you have competitors in your space there's no other um, platform that does exactly what we do work with locals who actually live in the city uh, are, are vetted that they speak the local language uh, and to live in the city that they uh, they write about and keep their articles up to date there's there's no other publisher as far as i know who does that but we have a lot of competitors like mainstream travel guide publishers individual bloggers who, uh, who write about their city and are usually very, very uh, up-to-date. User-generated travel content websites like TripAdvisor, Google, a lot of competition, I'd say, but not somebody who does exactly what we do. Do you think there's still room for new businesses to start up in the online travel space? Yeah, sure. <laughs> always. Always somebody who can do something better also yeah. in what we are we are doing. So we're always uh, looking out for competition and trying to stay ahead of it by keeping expanding to new cities. I think that's what makes it difficult to catch up with us. I see Google's encroachment on pretty much every aspect of the travel industry. Uh, flights, yep. Google hotels, stuff popping yep. up. They, they're really eating up everywhere in the travel industry. So I, some people think there's no point in even trying anymore. I don't think so. No, no, me, you know. me neither. I think there's also Google will keep growing definitely, but I think there's also like uh, increasing proportion of people who just don't want to involve Google that much in their life as, as yeah. little as possible. I yeah. try to keep them away as much as possible. I hear people around me having the same feeling about this. I think there's a future for independent travel bloggers, event independent publishers. I see this positive for sure. Well, good to hear. Thanks very much for explaining how the business runs and some of the ins and outs of Spotted by Locals and, and what you're up to. It's a very interesting project. I'll be keeping an eye on it to see where you cover next because these emerging destinations and the lesser known cities, I, I find them so much more interesting. Where should people look for you? Spottedbylocals.com is maybe Twitter or Instagram. Where would you send people? Go to DuckDuckGo, not not Google. <laughs> and just, just search for Spotted by Locals and you'll find us all over nice. on the social medias. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Go, guys. Thanks very much, Bart. Uh, I'll keep following you too. I really like your okay. uh, your blog. Oh, the, the last two articles or two of the last few articles uh, I've helped me a lot. Like the the podcast uh, list, I've I, for some reason I've never got into listening to travel podcasts. I listen to other uh, podcasts, but I've I've downloaded or I've started subscribing to all these podcasts that you. Uh, you suggest i'll be listening to them and i'm right. reading uh, peter frankopan right now <laughs> oh, so yeah i, I love I, peter frankopan stuff it's been on my list forever but suggested it again i really should start the silk roads is an amazing book i've read it several times now and he's a he's a fantastic writer oh thanks again bart i'll be in touch have a great day yes you too